0: Our theme is Game Over, and I can't think of a better time to talk about this topic than right now. Because all of us would agree, with the world in fear, with the challenges that we see in front of us, there's some things we'd like to declare Game Over to. And I want to talk about, for a few minutes, Game Over to anything but life's best. Not long ago, I was talking to a leader and he showed me a picture of his family, and it was a beautiful picture, and he said to me, this is the second generation. I grew up in a godly home, my parents were loving, and my wife and I have passed this on to our children, and now their grandchildren. And you could look at this picture, and they were literally shining you could tell it was a happy and healthy emotionally and spiritual family that was extended across three generations it's a, it was a picture of life at its best and so often we see it where it's not at its best and it was a reminder that that what is possible you know as a young adult i began to notice that that not everybody had that kind of experience. I just assumed because of my own background that everyone grew up in a in a nurturing and happy home and that was just normal. But then I started to meet people at work and at school and, and, uh, and I could hear negativity and they didn't talk well about their families and they were unhappy. And this included people in church. And, and I began to realize that their reactions to things that were often angry and out of proportion were coming out of less than the best of what had happened in their lives. Now I'm aware, I was aware even as a young person that not everyone comes from a perfect family. None of us had perfect teachers, perfect coaches, even perfect pastors, but we're gonna keep trying. So, so, but I did assume that everyone had a, a, a core of just being loved and cared for and valued. And then I began to discover that wasn't true. And then as I began to mature, I was able to even see in my own life that even though I had a happy home, I had fears. I was insecure. And, and, and I realized that, that we all struggle with this fear of, first of all, just being valued. We're afraid people won't accept us and like us. We're afraid of rejection. Uh, We all struggle uh, with a fear of failure. Not long ago, I woke up in the middle of the night and I woke up loud enough. Maybe you've done this, those of you who are married. I woke up and I said to my wife, I just woke up from a dream where I was going to speak. And getting up on a stage in front of all these people and I opened my notebook to preach and I had the wrong papers there. And, and you've all had that moment you thought, I'm going to forget the words in a dream. I'm supposed to get up and sing and I, I forget the words and then you realize you don't have any clothes on either. See, that's that fear of failure and being exposed that we all have. And we can all relate to this because it comes from our first parents. If you start back at the very beginning of the scripture, we read the story of how God created a man and woman, put them in a perfect environment, Adam and Eve. And and they had perfection, they had paradise. And they decided of their own will to break away from God and do things their own way. And there's this incredible moment In those terrible moments where God comes looking for them and calls out to them and finally the man says you know he says where are you and the man says well I was afraid and we hid and and, and that's it this fear of being exposed uh, to who we really are has gotten passed down from every person since this time and of course it's true This is the reality. Scripture says you and I are not complete. We do struggle with fear. We do struggle with insecurity. We do struggle with feeling loved and valued, even when it's happening. Some of us have an unreasonable fear. In fact, it's the need to feel secure. In fact, that's what drives us to go and empty the shelves and bring all the tape, toilet paper to our shelves at home that need to feel in control. And the empty shelves are a, are a perfect picture of that insecurity that we all struggle with. We're incomplete. And that's why we seek our value in getting stuff home for ourselves. It's why we seek value in our performance, in our success in school and in business. It's why we look for our, our value in our appearance. We're part of the selfie generation where looking good, standing in crazy places and taking pictures has literally become a career based around our appearance. And then there's some of us that get our safety and our value out of our possessions and others, our relationships. If I don't have these people in my life, I I can't go on. You see, we'll do whatever it takes to find value. We'll do whatever it takes to feel safe. And can I tell you, all of you there at home listening, all of us here, don't be ashamed of that. It says you are human. These are human desires that have been put in us by God himself. But here's the thing. The only complete person in the universe is God himself. He doesn't need toilet paper from the shelves. He doesn't need anything, he's complete. And so what that means as our Creator and Father, don't miss this, the only way you and I can find completion is in the one who is complete, in Him. And any other effort to find it in people, in possessions, in going and on a shopping spree, those are only temporary and what they do is they create in us frustration i was talking to a young couple they'd only been married for less than a year and already there was disappointment because both of them came into the relationship into marriage thinking this is it i found my dream person and then as life went on they began to realize that that person wasn't fulfilling every need that they had And the truth is that none of these things can. They weren't made to do that. Another person in your life wasn't created to give you everything you need. In fact, God won't let us gain from any of these other things because he wants us to find it in him. Now it's true whether it's money or fame or power. And when we seek to pursue that, when we seek value and love, from other people that, that, that we are looking for them to be the answer, we will end up disappointed and hurt and hurting others as we seek to do that. Because we're never gonna find, and see then what happens is we create this fear because we're never going to find the answers we're looking for in those things. And then what happens, and we're seeing this all over right now across the world, there's this fear that comes on us that it can't ever be different. If I can't feel any better about my life than I do now, if this is as good as it gets, you ever been in that situation? You know, you're standing at the end of a vacation looking out a balcony window, and the sun is shining and the water is blue, and you're going, ah, life doesn't get any better than this. But it's not true. It can get better, especially you're aware when you get on the plane and fly back to Berlin. And it's not sunny like it is today, but it's gray and it's raining like it very often does. And of course, the deepest fear is I'll never stop being afraid. I'll never find someone to truly love me. But here's the thing. God has created us for the best. He's created us with the ability to fully love others and to receive that love from others. But it's really important that we understand the reality of where we stand without God. Because we cannot fix this. And you and I can go through an entire lifetime seeking to do that and we'll never find it. But here's the good news this is good news. God sent Jesus to change all of that.
1: I love this.
0: He sent Jesus, who is complete, to destroy the incompleteness in us so that you and I can begin to live God's best, not in some future on a cloud playing a harp, but here and now the kingdom is here in us. And we can begin to experience the best with resources, with relationships. And we can walk through any challenge in life, including world disasters, with a sense of hope and a, and a peace inside ourselves that, that comes from Him. I love the scripture in Colossians 2 where it says, here's how God's done this. He sent Christ who has been made alive in us. God forgave all our sins and has made us alive and it says he canceled the record of the charges against us and took them and nailed them to the cross see at the cross Jesus declares game over to finding value to finding love to trying to get security on the store shelves with one more roll of toilet paper come on Game over, and game on to being made complete. Game on to receiving the person of the Holy Spirit. You see, our faith is not based on believing the right things alone. It's also in receiving them, and and in that act of receiving them, The Spirit of God comes into our lives and begins to influence us. He gives us the mind of Christ. Church, are you listening out there? You and I, through Christ, now have the mindset of heaven right up here that will enable us to solve the unsolvable problem. It will give us the ability to think beyond the moment. It will put us on high levels in our companies. It'll give us creative ideas that no one else has thought of. There are businesses that are gonna be birthed out of the church that will resource the world and bring an end to hunger and all of the things that that cause life to be less than the best. Church, let's believe, even in a moment like right now, that the greatest days of the church on the earth are yet in front of us and not behind us. Game on, and game on to being able to forgive fully. You know, at the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. Game on to living life at its best. You know, the scripture says that we now have, through the Holy Spirit, Get this mental picture. We now have in us, John 4, Jesus said, a well, a spring of water. Maybe you've seen, been in a dry place, and then you come on an area where it's all green. Recently I was in the Holy Land and saw places like that where there was natural water coming out of the ground, and all around the water was a green uh, growth and everything outside of that was dry. You see, here's the thing. God has planted in us a fountain, and it's a fountain that he calls living water. And he's planted that in our souls and it has a constant flow. And here's the beauty of that, that over time as we trust him, as we're aware that the spirit of God is is moving and bringing that living water into our minds, into our bodies, into our emotions, he begins to touch and heal and restore everything that has been taken from you. I want you to hear this. Those of you who had things taken from you as a child, who didn't grow up in a healthy family, there were things that you should have received that you didn't. You weren't given the love and affirmation of a father that you deserved. You weren't treated kindly by classmates at school. Maybe you were bullied. And the living water that begins to be planted in your soul will begin to bring healing. And God will do that not as an act of your will, but out of the power of the Holy Spirit's will. And he'll begin to cleanse and clean and and, and heal and bring restoration. And one of the ways that you'll know that this process is happening, because we can't see it, but let me tell you, that picture I saw with that family, I saw the green oasis of springs of water that had been planted in young men and women of all ages. It was beautiful. And I'm believing that right now, those of you listening, uh, the church, I'm believing that that well of living water is getting planted deep in your soul. And there's revelation coming right here, right now, that it's already there. And if there's anything blocking the flow, we're gonna get rid of that today, here and now. And one of the ways that you're gonna know that this is happening is that you'll find that you are able to give to others what you're receiving. You're gonna be able to forgive the unforgivable. You're gonna be able to to let go of things that have hurt you and and no longer let them control how you live. I love the scripture in Ephesians 4, it says, be gentle and kind-hearted to one another, forgiving each other in the same way that Christ has forgiven you. You see, the reason God wants us to be forgiving is that the only way we can receive that ongoing flow of forgiveness in our own life is when we're giving it away. So game on to the miracle of that healing restoration of the the fountain of living water that is planted in our souls. Another thing that you will see that lets you know that this fountain is bringing God's best game on to new thinking and new living is that another way is you're going to find that you begin to see the world and the people in it not through your own eyes, but through God's. It allows you to get your eyes off of your own needs and begin to focus instead on the needs of others. It, it, It means that you're going to begin to see the potential In other people that you never saw before. It will enable you to live with others in mind more than yourself. Because you trust that that living water that is flowing in your life is going to make you healthy enough. Strong enough. And full of faith that you don't need something coming all the time to you. But you can let everything that's in you flow out of you in Jesus' name. Because let's understand this. The purpose of God putting in us His Spirit. The purpose of giving us His best is so that we can take our forgiveness, that we can take our faith, we can take our joy and our sense of, of, of connecting in the presence of God or, and, and begin to go and out and be a help to those that are hurting. We can begin to help others find completeness we can begin to help others through our own healthiness, our own power, start to experience it and discover it from themselves. So can I tell you, right now, when the world is afraid, right now, when everyone is worried, what's gonna happen next? I wanna encourage us to lean in and believe for greater things. To to say to, to the Holy Spirit today, oh, Spirit of God, let loose this fountain of living water in me like never before I'm going to let it flow out of me and touch my prayer life it's going to touch my faith in you it's going to touch my friends they're going to know that in moments of crisis there is a living God who cares about them and they can see him alive and at work in me in Jesus name so right where you are those of us here those of you at home I want you to just Take a moment, right there where you are, in your living room, in the kitchen, wherever you are, let's just close our eyes for a moment, and Lord, we commit, I'm praying for the church, our church, and those who've joined from other churches. I pray, Father, that today we get a fresh revelation that you came, you broke the power of sin so that we don't have to hide and live in fear any longer. And that you've done that and have put in us this beautiful fountain of living water so that it can flow out and transform everything about us, the way we think, our relationships, and empower us to move beyond ourselves and to go out and touch the world around us in Jesus name. And while we're still in this moment of meditation, maybe you're listening to this online right now. Maybe you're, you've are you never made the decision to invite the God of the universe to come in through Jesus and to fill your life and to transform you. And if you've never done that, I want to encourage you right where you are, right now as you're listening on live stream, to just say, God, come into my life. I believe in Jesus. I want him to be my Savior and Lord. Holy Spirit, come and fill my life with everything that you have. I believe in you. Thank you, Lord, for doing that in Jesus' name. And if you've done that, can I encourage you to write in, contact us. We've got contact information on our website. Let us know that you've made this decision today, and we speak blessing over all of you. Game over to fear. Game on to a life of faith where we live God's best. God bless you.